Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. We've got a tech CEO and personal development enthusiast here with us today. Mimi Bouchard is a thought leader, sharing her expertise in the health and wellness industry. Mimi focuses her practices and teachings on motivation, success, personal development, and relationships. After undergoing a profound transformation herself, Mimi was able to step into her power, creating her dream life, and now inspires others to do the same. As the founder of Superhuman Inc., she uses her pragmatic approach to self-development to revolutionize what it means to meditate, helping others to live in alignment with their truest selves. Get ready, Healthy as Hawk community. Let's say hello to Mimi. And I just want to start off by saying a big thank you for joining our Healthy as Hawk community today. Thank you so much, Chloe, for having me. Honestly, I love what I preach and I will scream it from the rooftops whenever someone invites it's me too. So thank you for having me on, which is so cool. And I feel like as a podcaster, it's always such a blast getting to hang out with a fellow podcaster, because I think this space is such a special medium for a, like dropping the filter, having really kind of raw unfiltered conversations, and also getting to know the people behind these massive businesses, or in your case, this incredible app. Um, And it sounds like you're kind of all about sharing the nitty gritty good stuff and also the challenges and obstacles into getting to where you want to go in life. Yeah, no, exactly. That's your your spot on. And I love chatting to other podcasters as well. It's always nice. Man, I can't wait to get into all things superhuman. I took a look at the app and I have to say as someone who struggles to meditate because I've always struggled to just sit still with my thoughts, I kind of love that you're changing the narrative on what it looks like and feels like to meditate. Um, you've got ones for walking and cooking and I can't wait to dive into all of it. But I feel like Anytime someone ends up in the health and wellness space, creating a a product or program or service that leads to change for other people, usually there's a place that they themselves had to go through a bit of a transformation and did a bit of a deep dive on your social. And it sounds like you literally went from zero to a hundred in your journey. And I'd love to learn more about how you ended up finding yourself in this space of running your own business, owning an app, being a podcaster, and just doing all the things that make you, you. Yeah, that's a great question. And I guess a really good place to start off on my story is, you know, it's kind of spanned over the past, I would say 15 years of my life, you know, I, when I was a teenager, I was very insecure and just not 
close to the version of myself that I aspired to be whatsoever. I was, uh, you know, very hard on myself. I had a lot of, you know, mental health issues and, and eating issues. And I just really was not happy. And I found personal development work when I was 18. And after reading my first personal growth book, it was just like I had opened my eyes and I could feel like I was clear and I, and I saw where I wanted to go. So I'll kind of try to make this short, but yeah, you know, after that, it was just game over. I dropped out of university. I was only there for a few semesters and then decided to move across the world to London, England with no money and just a dream, (laughs) the vision um, that I wanted to have my own online magazine. I wanted to live in London. It was just this big vision. And, uh, you know, I got there and it was very hard to quote, make it. Um, I had to, you know, at the beginning, my first year or so in London, I was working for jobs and, you know, really trying to kind of work on my side business, my online magazine at the time, um, while trying to just like keep my head above water. And uh, yeah. And then I, my visa was expiring. Um, I had a two-year working visa in London and it was expiring. And I started doing these videos um, for my online magazine. And my online magazine was all about health, wellness, beauty, personal growth. So I started doing these videos for that. And I decided I wanted I wanted to get into the TV world. I wanted to become a TV presenter. That was my big goal back in the day. Um, and I'm sure you could relate, right? So, um, <laughs> and then I met, uh, I started networking and meeting all these people. And then I, I found my old agent and she said, you know, listen, your visa is expiring in a couple months. Um, it's impossible to get into the TV presenting space in, in, in the UK if you don't have a UK accent. And it takes a lot of time and many years to kind of build up before you can get sponsored. But she was like, but there's this other show that you could go on that will get you a visa right away. And I'll start representing you right away if you go on the show and I have a ticket in and you can just go do this reality show. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, never thought I would do this. Um, but I was like, you know what? Yes, it's an opportunity. Let's go. And I was very naive and went on this show for a couple of years in London. They sponsored me so I could stay there. Um, I left like, you know, over five years ago. So this was back in my past, but definitely a stepping stone to, you know, where I am today because I got some exposure from that show. And, um, and then really after I left, decided to go all in on my, my vision to have a, a personal development business. And I started you know, selling eBooks and courses on morning routines and healthy, um, I don't know, healthy routines and whatever. There were all these eBooks and courses that I was selling. And then I created a subscription program. Then I added these guided meditations kind of right at the bottom of this like health and wellness subscription platform. And they started kicking off. And then I was like, you know what? I want to create something way bigger than me. I'm going to create a meditation app with these very unique meditations with my very unique approach to personal development. And then years later, I'm here and I own Superhuman, the meditation app. And it's been a very long journey of ups and downs. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm very grateful for everything that I had to go through to get to this. There are so many failed business ideas and and serious dark nights of the soul <laughs> that I have not mentioned in this in this story, but um, I'm sure we can get into that later. So that's kind of about me and, and how I got from where I was to where I am today.
It's so wild to hear because our paths are very different, but there's so many unique parallels. I, I work full time in TV, but my like dream for my next chapter, I'm in the process of building my own app right now. And I so want to eventually, whatever my next chapter is, and whenever that happens, I've always said I'm going to ride the wave of TV for as long as it'll have yes. me. But I'm constantly thinking about like, well, what kind of quality of life and what kind of life do I want to live? You know, as I look ahead and I'm like, I would be so grateful and so full of joy if I could somehow find a way to take what I love in health and wellness and create a digital product to provide more quality of life and better financial freedom to do the things that I want to do. So hearing your story. What kind of app? Yeah. So over the pandemic, obviously the TV landscape really changed. And I was literally filming in the room you see now, which is my bedroom and staring at a webcam for two years. And as someone who's such a busy body with at least a few side hustles and similar to you, very self-sufficient as of the age of 17. So very used to working multiple jobs to get anywhere in life. I don't do well just having a typical nine to five. So the pandemic hit and I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I can't just film for a couple hours a day. And I come up from a health and sciences background. I live in Toronto. So there's always a lot of sirens, by the way. And I, I come from a science background. I was like, you know, maybe I got to go back to my roots of health and wellness. And I've long had healthy as hot. So I became a certified health and life coach and I loved it. Got to work with some amazing clients, but then filming picked up. And I've been like dying to get back into it. So it's like, maybe I can take everything I've learned, put it into an app. And so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I, I just think we live in such a unique space where if there's something that lights your fire, lights your soul on fire, you can do something about it. Like you can make that, you know, instead of having your side hustles be your side hustles, eventually those side hustles can be your main hustles. Totally. And if you need help with anything app related, I, I know... I've been through it all. I know kind of every phase, you know, now we're actually redeveloping a a new custom app that's for the same platform. Um, But I've been through every phase from, you know, there are many kind of websites online that you can sign up for and and test a product and, and they create a subscription for you. And it's like, you know, whatever, I'm not going to get into the details now in the podcast, but we can chat later and I can kind of tell you my experience with that. I went from that to licensing an app to now custom building one. So there's a lot of, you know, steps in the process. I would not say, uh, go all in and spend $300,000 on a custom app without testing it first. Cause I, tested which uh, realms uh, my audience would have liked. And I would have never known that meditation was the one and that I actually was very skilled for some reason at this one thing. Yeah. It was a lot of learning. So definitely let me know. And I can help out. Yeah, I know. I love that. It is so interesting hearing your story because when you say, I mean, I think you're, you're pretty open about your age or like approaching 30, late 20, something like that. I saw on your social. When you say when you were 18 and you started getting into personal development, I mean, that was that was a decade ago, a decade ago, the landscape on wellness, health, mental health, personal development, very different than it is today. Like, how did you even fall into that space? Because nowadays it's everywhere. If you struggle with anxiety, there's so many resources out there for you. If you are someone who has body image issues or disordered eating, it's just, it's such a more inclusive space where people can feel their authentic selves. But a decade ago, girl, that was not the case. I know I was, I was loving it before it was cool. I got teased for it, (laughs) but uh, funny enough, my mom, 
um, was going through a lot of personal growth work as well. She was actually part of like this network marketing company. And part of it was like, you have to read all these help self-help books. And she gave me one of them. And I was just like obsessed after reading it. I, I just, everything changed for me. It was the one thing that actually helped me throughout the past eight years, you know, ever, like ten, or seven years from the age of 10, 11 to 18, I was in a very dark place actually. And I had even gone to therapy, like, you know, it was bad, but but this was the only thing that seemed to help me. So I, I really just dove right in. Um, but yeah, my mom gave it to me and she was doing the work herself. And I just was fed up. I had reached a point where I was partying way too much. I was drinking way too much, doing drugs, not feeling good and not aligned whatsoever with the person I knew I could be. And I, and I knew that 18 was a pivotal moment because I could continue going to, going to university and ending up like the people that I was around and, you know, not to bash anyone I was around, but all they were doing is partying. I was in a, I was in a bad crowd. And, you know, if they were doing the same things for the next 10 years, like you could just imagine where, where those people end up. And I did not want to end up like that. I wanted to do something and be someone that I knew was aligned with my highest potential. And I just got this hunger inside of me. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to regret my life. And the fear of regret really came over. And I think fear is usually a bad thing, but it was actually a very good thing in this moment because I started getting scared of what would happen if I stayed stagnant in the same life that I'm living now. And then I decided to radically change. And I was lucky that I was 18 and I had my whole life ahead of me and I didn't have anything holding me back. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to move to a different continent. And I made it happen. I had no money. I'd worked at a bar that whole previous summer before moving to London uh, to try to make as much money as possible before moving. And then I moved to London and quickly, you know, fled through all of my savings because it's so expensive at the time. The pound and dollar, Canadian dollar and British pound were like just such a bad um, conversion rate. And uh, yeah, so... I just made it freaking happen. And I'm so proud of my younger self for putting in that work because I've set myself up now in a way where I feel very aligned with who I'm supposed to be. And it took a lot of work and it took a lot of risk. And I just put myself out there as much as possible. And I just didn't even care. I just was ready to do anything it took to become the person I wanted to be. And it was relentless. And I was doing all this personal growth work, but the one thing that everyone told me I had to do was meditate. And I kept telling them, I don't, I don't, I don't like meditating. It, I, my brain works too quickly. I want to be able to like visualize and manifest and like align my energy with what I desire. Like all these books are telling me because I really dove, dove into personal growth after that one book. It was just the beginning. And all these books were saying you have to meditate. And I tried and I hated it. I hated it. I couldn't stick, like, I just couldn't stick the habit, but I knew how beneficial it was. So I started recording these voice memos to myself on my phone and I would listen to them every day. They were just like motivational pep talk, visualization type of guided self-improvement audio that I'm recording for myself. And I'd listen to it every day. And then years ago, I started a podcast, started recording them for myself, my podcast microphone, maybe putting some music behind it. I'd make them fun to listen to. I started listening to them on repeat. And that's when I started seeing real change seriously start happening in my life. You know, I was creating more wealth for myself, creating more opportunity after all these years of really trying. And it was interesting to see. And then when I launched that subscription platform, that was more like recipe 
recipes and workouts and guided meditations right at the bottom. I was like, maybe I, I should record some of these for people that don't like to meditate as well. They're different. They're very visualization focused. You can do them seated. You can do them getting ready in the morning, going to a workout, walking. And now my my walking meditations are actually one of the most popular category on the app because people love to multitask. And the thing about superhuman is that it doesn't require you to change a behavior. Like, yes, you would have to change a behavior if you're sitting down for meditation when you've never meditated before. But most of the categories are to listen to while you're doing things like grocery shopping, cooking, cleaning, doing what you normally do, which is like the easiest thing ever, because all you need to do is just switch what you're listening to. And then you feel the benefits of this work. So it's just, it feels like a revelation to me. And this is perfect thing for people that don't want to sit down and think about about nothing. And, you know, it's, it's changed my life and now tens of thousands of lives, which is just so cool to, to see. And it's just so much bigger than me now. And that's all I've really wanted from the beginning. Yeah. Which is wild. I mean, if, if like the 17 year old, you like before she picked up that book, see you now, like, what do you think she'd say? I, I literally love thinking about this. Thank you for asking me. Cause I, I don't get asked, asked this often. Um, but it makes me emotional to even think about it because, she she just knew there was a possibility out there and she just went for it and as much as you know i could go back in time and wish i said anything to her like she she knew she had a deep feeling that i was that and i think everyone deep down has this feeling by the way i'm not in any way special i think everyone has a feeling that they're meant for more and i don't want anyone to ignore that that's like my why i don't i hate when people ignore that inside of them because their purpose to life is to feel alive. And we only really feel so alive when we're in our purpose and we're doing and advancing. And, you know, if I could go back in time and show this life to my 17, 18 year old self, she would be in tears, bawling her eyes out. I've created my dream life. And I I really believe you can have it all. That's something that I get some slack for sometimes. Um, from people that don't really know my work, but I am a firm believer that you can have it all. And I feel like I've created it all in my life from, you know, it's easy to look from the outside. Someone like me, you know, you could just assume like you kind of were born with it all and you had all this opportunity, but it's, it's really funny because I was close enough to taste the life I wanted, but I never immediate, like I never had it in my immediate family. And I, I always had to create the opportunities for myself. And, and I think not enough people understand that they are 100% responsible for their life. And that was the number one principle in the number one personal growth book I ever read. The first print and it's the book is called the success principles by Jack Canfield. It was the first personal growth book I ever read in my dorm room when I was in university. And the first chapter, the first principle he talks about is you are hundred percent responsible for your life. And I was in victim mode when I was reading that. So it angered me. My initial reaction reading that was like, are you kidding me? Uh, no, because I'm a victim due to this, due to that, because my parents had no money growing up and because I'm not here and because I don't have this connection or because of this. And then I started really embodying that principle and I became so empowered because when I let go of that victim mentality, I realized that I am empowered. I can create whatever I want. If I'm hundred percent responsible for my life, that means that I can create whatever I desire in my life. It's amazing. So I think feeling like a victim, telling other people that they are victims is one of the worst things you can do. 
Uh, and there are many reasons for that. And, and your self-image is everything, how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, what you believe creates your reality. So I'm a big avid believer in, uh, in, in that. And I'm just totally went off on a tangent. Um, but yes, to answer your question, she would cry. She'd be so happy. And she deep down feel like F yes, you freaking did it. You go girl. <laughs> I think tangents are incredible, by the way. You just never, once the verbal diarrhea starts, it's very hard to like rein it in. Um, again, great thing about the podcast space. Time is just like this fluid thing we can play with. You know, it's one thing to have that moment Toronto is alive right now. Uh, I know I was born and raised in Toronto. Yeah. So, you know, I live like King and Bathurst. So it gets a little bit rowdy in the summertime. Um, It's one thing in life to realize like, hey, I'm feeling lost. This is not what I want. You were lucky enough to fall in that book. And I feel like there's so many people who have those moments where it's a light bulb moment. They go, okay, I think something's got to change. It's a whole other thing to show up day in, day out and try to continue to align with your purpose, figure out what your purpose is. Because even for you, it was not an overnight success. You had to work really, really hard to get to where you are now so that you can make an impact with Superhuman the way you do what kind of kept you going on those days where it got tough? Like how did you dig deep and keep believing in yourself that you could do this? It's time for Chloe's Clarence pick of the week. I'm feeling really sassy this week. And so I want to celebrate Clarence Jolie Rouge Lip Liqueur. It's a super hydrating lip lacquer liqueur. I don't know how to say it. Anyways, it delivers vinyl-like shine and intense long-lasting color and hold. What I love is that, is that there's eight of them. So there's beautiful pigments for everybody to choose from that are bold and bright and intense, just as a liquid lipstick would. It's also really ultra smooth in texture and quick and easy to apply, just like a regular lipstick. What I love though, my favorite thing, is that it melts onto the lips. It's kind of like having super buttery popcorn, but it's really healthy. So treat yourself and enjoy that shine for up to eight hours, darling, because you you deserve it i've been talking too long so let's get back to the chat shall we yeah um sorry you cut out for a second i definitely cut out for a sec yeah Yeah. (laughs) on those days where it got really tough though because it's never an overnight success i mean how how did you keep going because again it's one thing to even just change your mentality i'm no longer a victim i'm responsible for my own life i got this but then life makes it a little harder like but you got to keep pushing through so I'm going to be totally honest with you. Most of the time I, when I felt down and I felt unmotivated, I, it would ruin my whole day. I would get so involved in those negative thoughts. And I still do sometimes like it's not a linear journey. I want to shake people sometimes when they think and expect it to be a linear journey. And they think because they fell off track quote, that they are not meant for this life, that they aren't good enough, but I have never had a perfect day once in this whole crazy journey of achieving my dream life. I've never had a perfect day. I, there's always been something that was not optimal that I did not think optimally. I did not act optimally, but what I've come to realize is that it's actually more about your bounce back rate. And that's a a term I coined and I'll explain it for the audience. It's more about how quickly you get back on track. It's not about whether or not you fall off the bandwagon. It's never been about that. It's always just about how quickly you can bounce back on the bandwagon. So when people 
think that it's just this journey from A to B and it's upwards and you cannot, you know, there it's, it's not, or it's just totally linear. It's so wrong because even the most perfect people you see in this world, the most successful, happy people you can think of have never had a perfect day. And I would love to meet someone who has, because I think it's freaking impossible. So to answer your question, when you're having these low moments, come back to those things that you know make you feel good. And it's okay if you go through a whole day or week not doing those things and dwelling in yourself, because I've done that. I have gone through months, phases of being back in that low mentality, but then I get back up. And the moment I realize it's actually less about perfection and more about just getting back up, that is when my whole world changes. But there are tools you can use to help maintain your mindset, maintain your ambition and your why. And there are so many tools like, you know, a good morning routine, doing your morning meditation, getting out and walking in nature, not being on technology so much, not numbing your mind with, with screens. That's something I struggle with. That's one of my number one things I'm still trying to work on to this day is, is addiction to social media and screens. And it used to be an addiction to like overeating or like other negative habits. I definitely had to go through when I had like more disordered eating and stuff, but but now thankfully all of that is gone. And it's just the last little habit to, you know, to knock is, is that, so there are a lot of things, a morning routine, you know, listening to this work, this med- this med- meditation work. And throughout your day, even if you don't want to do a seated meditation, that's fine. Listen to a five minute getting ready meditation when you're rushing to work in the morning, you know, like listen to a 10 minute legs up wall meditation after your workout to like, you know, help reduce inflammation and increase circulation, just like fit it in, in these little areas of your life um, and use the tools that work for you. For me, it's a solid morning routine, putting pen to paper every morning, I really love journaling. We actually have writing meditations on the app. So if you don't know how to journal, anyone listening, um, it's, it's very good for beginners that do not know what to write about if they have a journal. And in the morning, they're like, okay, what do I write? Writing meditations are great. It's basically guided journaling and with great music. And, um, you know, maintaining a routine. I am not a routine person. I'm all over the place. A lot of the time I'm visionary, creative. My boyfriend is like the complete opposite. He is so structured. So that's something I struggle with. And consistency for me then is one of my tools, you know, eating a similar type of meal, three, you know, meals a day, uh, just so I don't have to think about it. So I stay healthy, you know, and, uh, doing my morning routine, not watching TV right up to before bed, no, no phones in the bedroom. Like there are things that I do to maintain this headspace. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll say on this tangent, because that's my theme of the day tangents, um, is, uh, what was I about to say? Oh my God. I literally just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back. It'll come back. Um, when you say you have a morning routine, or no, do you want to give the space? I, no, I really think this was this was important, and then I just thought of something else, and I totally lost it. Routine, consistent meal times, no phone in the bedroom, no TV right before bed. <laughs> I have had a day, and this is just the epitome. So this is okay. As I'm telling everybody how I've had off days and I'm not perfect. This is one of those days. I didn't want to say anything in the beginning. I've had a freaking off day today. And this is the first time I'm like speaking because I've just been so silent all day. So you guys are getting a lot out of me right now, but yeah. Okay. You know what? It'll come to me. I'll let you guys know in a bit. Also, thank you for sharing. You had a bad day and yet you still showed up to this. I would have 
hundred percent understood. If you're like, I can't, I'm not <sighs> in headspace. And that's the thing. And if I think social media is, gives us this like false sense of understanding of other people's lives. If you take a quick glance at your page, you're like, oh my gosh, dream life. She must be happy all the time. Best days nonstop, but you're still a human being. You still have off days. You still have challenges. And sometimes you can't find your words. And I think that makes you incredibly relatable and it's inspiring for the rest of us to be like, okay, cool. So like, I don't have to be perfect to go after what I want and no, like ditch, ditch the idea of perfection friends. It's just- exactly. And the reality is I had a terrible, when I don't sleep well, my brain just like, like does not work very properly. And my boyfriend and I were like t- up all night talking through an argument we had. And like, I literally went to bed at 4 a.m. and I'm freaking exhausted. So this is the real world right now. You know, yes, I'm a personal development, you know, person and I have a meditation app, but I'm just, I'm just like everyone else. And I do not have perfect days and I go through it as well. Yeah. So what do you have like a post worked through an argument with your partner meditation on superhuman? Because I feel like you might need to add one. Oh, oh, you know, listen, I would love for him to do that. with me. <laughs> I definitely do. I feel like I, I definitely have. Yeah. The other thing about superhuman, we have a meditation for everything. So I like, there, there are like 500 meditations. I think we do have, so I forget them, yeah. but yeah, we definitely have like, you know, calm down after an argument or like type of thing. Um, but my, I have a problem that I like cannot sleep unless we have it resolved, whatever we're dealing with. I can't sleep. If, if, if Ben and I have an argument, my ben? Okay. your yeah. boyfriend's Ben, my boyfriend's Ben, okay. <laughs> and the Ben's like my Ben can go to sleep. Well, be like in the middle of like a heated argument, he'll be like, okay, hey, cool. I'll see you tomorrow morning. He can fall asleep within seconds. And my anxiety is just at a 10 on 10. I'm like, how is he sleeping? How can you sleep right now? And so then I just toss and turn until he wakes oh, up. Oh yeah. Because I, I had a full fit last night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a full fit when he was trying to sleep. I'm like, and then like an hour passes and I'm still laying awake. I'm like, are you really not going to say anything? <laughs> just like a whole dramatic thing. Like, oh man, now I'm tired and he's tired. Anyways, I hope you, I'm sure you guys will get through it. We are great now. We, yeah, it's relationships have moments. There are like relationships take work. They can't always be sunshine and rainbows, but yeah. you get through it. You get through it. I mean, I think what's cool is you're such a real person, which is why I think this is so fun for me to talk to because I hate talking to wellness people who are like, I've got it all figured out. I'm oh my perfect. God. Yeah, no. I eat well and I feel happy in my brain all the time. And I'm like, how? Please tell me how because I just don't buy it. It's a lie. It's a lie. I know, know yeah. all these wellness influencers. It's they think that they're like they will sell more if they, you know, make, make everyone think that they're perfect when in reality. And I've been through that phase. I've been through phases of just trying to hide things that are quote, not perfect in my life. And I now have just reached a point where I don't care. And I I'm happy to be totally honest and myself and it's way more relatable people. You don't, I don't want to make anyone feel like, you know, I have it all figured out and they don't like I'm better in some way. I have tools that I've learned that really work and I preach it and I have my specialty, which is teaching meditations, but in reality, like that's, that's my specialty. I'm not perfect at everything. What do you want people to know about meditation? Because again, I've told you from the beginning, like I've always been very intimidated because it 
terrifies me to be still because I'm always moving and fidgeting. You're kind of changing the game when it comes to that and saying, you don't always have to sit. You don't even have to necessarily carve out time. You can habit stack on something you're already doing. So for all the people out there who've heard about how good meditation is, who've read about how good meditation is, like, why should we actually do it? Well, I love how you just said that. Like you're always fidgeting, you're always doing something. I'm the exact same as you. That's why I have like 15 categories on the app of different meditations and it's meant for that. And then you also come to realize like the more like you just start sneaking it in, like whether it's a walking meditation, so you're moving, you know, whether it's a cooking meditation, so you're moving and you're thinking, whether it's, you know, any anything like a writing meditation, you're distracted. Like the more you do that, the more you're actually going to be attracted to doing a seated meditation and most most of our seated meditations on the app are actually like around 10 minutes. But I think the biggest thing is meditations with content that make you stimulated. So our meditations are about visualization and embodying your future self and you're, it's guided. You're, you're doing something the whole time, whether you're sitting or working, you know, like you're, you're actively visualizing. And the biggest thing about meditation when in motion is that your brain actually rewires old thoughts better when when you're in movement. So to answer your question, I think just starting with that and then realizing that seated meditations are always there if you need an extra dose, but knowing that moving meditations have such a big impact because like I just said, your brain, it, you can rewire old thoughts when you're meditation with meditation in motion. And the theory behind my meditations is based off like the Pavlov's dog theory in psychology and, and everyone's heard it. They've learned it in, you know, social studies. Um, and it's, it is the fact that Pavlov, the, the scientist or psychologist back in the day, he did a test with these dogs and he would ring the bell and they would salivate after being conditioned over time to associate the bell with food. And at some point he rings the bell and they're salivating without any food. So it's clear that the brain can be conditioned to be doing an action or seeing something and instantly start feeling a different way and getting physical sensations. So if you simply just swap out a podcast or music with a walking meditation for 10 minutes every morning when you're walking to the bus stop to go to work over a period of time, which is probably around two to four weeks, you don't even need to be listening to that walking meditation anymore to feel energized, inspired, motivated, confident, walking with grace. You, you don't even need that anymore after a certain point. So it's all about conditioning the mind. And when you associate new thoughts to everyday actions, that's when it's game over. And it, it can be a lot easier than it seems. Transformation, what I've realized over years and years of doing this work and doing it the hard way and then doing it the easy way, you can change almost effortlessly. And if that is something that appeals to you, create that belief in your mind. If you don't believe you can, it's not going to happen for you. So if you want to change an aspect of your life, whether it's making more money, you know, launching your new app, creating a better relationship for yourself, um, not fighting with your boyfriend till 4am, Mimi, I'm telling myself my own advice. Um, if you want to create something great in your life. And, and honestly, it, this has changed the aspects of my life that I've met, radically improved over the years, money being a big one of them um, and relationships as well. Most of the time, my partner and I are fabulous and we do resolve things quickly and my body and my health are, there are so many things that I've manifested. And, and this is the work that has gotten me there the easiest. And there was a huge journey 
of doing it in a hard way of making it treacherous and just fighting myself. But when you change the core of the onion, which is your self image, every layer outside of it naturally starts to change like the domino effect without much effort. And that's the work I, I really love to, to learn about and teach and do myself. It's the self image work, which is kind of the basis of all of this meditation stuff that I do. Which I think is really groundbreaking because I think for a lot of people, maybe who aren't in the health and wellness space, but I think the general public believes that transformation, whether it's for your health, your career, or your life, is very hard, is an uphill battle. And that's not to say it's going to be easy, but I think sometimes we intimidate ourselves and we say, oh, you know what? That's not for me. That's for them. Or getting healthy, we put it up on this pedestal and we say, oh, this just, there's just no way that I could get healthy. And what I love about what you're sharing is it doesn't always have to be so hard or so arduous. We can just start inviting new tools and new resources into our life and see if showing up consistently makes a little bit of a difference. Because I think sometimes people think, oh, I need to completely uproot my life, change everything that I do. And that's the only way I'm ever going to see change. And that's a very intimidating way to look at transformation. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that hard. It It doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't, it really doesn't, if you change the core, which is how you think, feel, and and what you believe, everything around you starts to change. And I know everyone knows this because they hear it in the self, you know, improvement chat, but your thoughts literally create your life. What you think becomes your, your reality. And there's some, there's a program in your brain called the RIS reticular activating system. And it's basically the filtration uh, process of uh, that. It's your brain that decides what to focus on. It helps your brain decide what to focus on. So for example, you know, if you're about to buy a red car and then you start seeing it everywhere, that's your RAS in motion. So if you're conditioning yourself that you're a victim and there's no opportunity for you in this world, guess what? You're not going to see any opportunity. Your brain is, if our RAS didn't exist, we'd be focusing on billions of things a day and our attention and focus, like we wouldn't, our brain would explode. So it's actually a mechanism that's helped us with ev- through evolution, but it's also held us back when we decide on these thoughts and, and beliefs subconsciously that don't benefit us. So I think for the audience, ask yourself, like, what do you want to see more of in your life? And, and do you have any thoughts or beliefs that are holding you back because maybe that's just a very simple first step that you can take. And when I started doing that, I started seeing opportunity everywhere. It was crazy. I was literally working in London at a juice bar. One of my four jobs was at a juice bar in the mornings. And when the the place was empty, I would take my phone out and I would DM hundreds of people that worked in the TV space because I wanted to get into presenting. This is before I ever got the TV job. And I remember like one or two people answered out of the hundreds and it took me weeks to even get a response. And um, I, the, I still remember the message like it was yesterday. The message I would send them was, Hey, I'm new to London. Um, I'm looking to get into the TV industry. Can I take you out for coffee and pick your brain for like 20 minutes? Let me know. And like one or two people, two people answered one person actually, you know, something came from it. And it was this girl that worked in TV and she brought me to my first ever PR event. And that's where I met the old agent that, you know, helped me with the other show. And it's, it's like anyone in that situation could say, you know what, 
I'm working at a juice bar. I'm nannying. I'm interning at a styling agency. I'm like dog walking. I'm doing everything I can to like make rent my like $600 a month rent. And I don't, I, I, this is just my, my destiny. I don't have connections in this new city. I just moved to, I literally knew no one. I did not go there with connections and your network is everything, especially in this industry. I created my network. I was relentless. And maybe that person, you know, maybe would have sent 20 DMs or a hundred DMs. And if they didn't get an answer, they would give up. And I decided not to, I decided to keep going until I got a response. I was relentless. I kept putting myself out there. And I think that quality is what's helped me get to where I am today. Just that innate quality of relentlessness. And that's, that's what I would just get any new person in this space that needs a radical change in their life to just be relentless. Be relentless friends. Go check out Mimi's page. Mimi's podcast is called Mimi and download superhuman. You will definitely not be disappointed. Um, You're super rad. Also, you make me want to go hang out on an island. So thank you so much for sharing your story and just being you. Thank you so much, Chloe. It was awesome. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.